0: Welcome to another episode of Life's A Vacay Podcast, where you're designing life on your own terms, so you're always living on purpose. Welcome to another episode of Life's A Vacay Podcast, a weekly podcast series that focuses on living a life without limitations. I'm your host, Chai Jones. Today I'll be talking about creating space and living your authentic life with a special guest, Ms. Sharice Lavon. Sharice Lavon is the founder of Soul Mirror Wellness, a retreat business based in central Mexico. Sharice uses her skills as an architectural designer and her experience as an intuitive coach to design sacred space for creative souls to reconnect to their essence so that they can live their most authentic life. In her personal life, Charisse has been conquering clinical depression and anxiety disorder since 2016. She is a firm believer in the power of conscious creation. That is our ability to design and develop the most fulfilling life for ourselves. With her retreats, she shares the exact resources and experiences that help her deepen into the intuitive, joy-filled life she enjoys. Let's get started. Hello, Charisse. How are you doing today? Hi,
1: Cha. I'm good. I'm excited, a little nervous, but excited.
0: I'm excited to have you. There's no reason to be nervous. We're going to have a simple conversation between sisters.
1: Awesome.
0: Well, I am excited to hear a lot about your business. You're the founder of Soul Mirror Wellness. Can you tell my listeners how you um, started and why
1: you started this business? Okay, so that's sort of an interesting story. So Mirror Wellness actually started as a journal business and I'm from Jamaica originally. I had moved to Chicago to be in an accelerator program to grow this business that was specifically journals. And the idea was creating space for people to reflect on who they are, right? That's what journaling is. Now, the pandemic hit in the middle of that. I had to shut down production of my journals because of just all the complications. And I ended up sort of on a self-induced sabbatical to Mexico, where, you know, for me, I was like, okay, the world is up and ends. I actually got stranded internationally. I got stranded in the US when all the borders locked down, couldn't return home. Um, My US visa was almost up. And so I was kind of pushed to leave the US but I couldn't go to Jamaica. So I was like, okay, let me just have an artist sabbatical in Mexico for a couple of months when I look back on it, I feel like it was sort of like this grand orchestration for my soul because what ended up happening was I ended up sort of serendipitously experiencing all of these amazing healing experiences that really got me way back in touch with my intuition. And if I thought I understood what I wanted to do with my business before, which is to create space for people to reflect on who they are, I learned a whole lot more just by virtue of this sabbatical that I was on, which really knows is my life. I've been living on sabbatical for the past two years. And so Soul Mirror morphed from this retreat business, instead of just creating space in a journal, to creating space in a retreat for people to actually come into contact with who they are, know themselves on a whole level by way of Mexican culture and spirituality, directly influenced by my experience and just how um, in, how much it ignited a fire of authenticity inside of me. So that's what Soul Mirror is all about, helping you reconnect to your authenticity through these retreat experiences. That's
0: amazing. It's amazing that you were able to pivot. And what I have been discovering through all of the conversations that I have on this show is that really when people are designing and developing a life or just falling into a life of vacay, because that often happens, Mm -hmm. um, it's really about being able to pivot and pivot in a way that you are able to kind of create a life of more freedom and flexibility. Yes. And oftentimes that requires that you are a faith walker. So can you tell us how you may have had to use faith um, and just really be willing? I I think you have to really be willing and be open to the journey as you created this uh, new life
1: as well as a new business. How are you able to do that? That is a very, very good question. (laughs) And you know, I actually started getting emotional when you said how I use faith, because um, for me, faith is what has brought me through. Uh, I kind of skipped over some of the ways the pandemic affected me, but it was very, very traumatizing, honestly, being stranded internationally, not being able to return home for you know the space being locked, but also at the same time, my relationship with my family had completely broken down over ideological differences. And so I didn't even have a support system to figure out what I'm gonna be doing in the middle of, I don't know where I live. I, I ended up living in like 12 different places in one year, just kind of like wow. going to an Airbnb, not sure where the money was gonna come from next month to go to another Airbnb, not sure if I'm gonna have a roof over my head it was intense mm-hmm. and I think when it gets that intense when it feels like everything in life has failed you when it feels like um, my country has failed me because it locked me out, my family has failed me because you know we're no longer in relationship um, I have failed me because my business is not panning out the way I want it to when it feels like that I don't know, but it was almost like a tripwire just went off inside of me and I just went deep into spiritual practice. Like it was Mm. all I could do. You know, there was like, there was, there was no external answer to to what was going on. And so I just had to go inside. And what does that look like? It looks like in the middle of quarantine, my priority was meditation, yoga, talking to my ancestors reconnecting to myself as nature, as a part of nature, figuring out how to to move with the intelligence of nature that is beyond my mental intelligence, right? And because the circumstances were so dire, that relationship became very, very strong. And so I really just live, I I wouldn't say live, I really just live by faith currently where, yes, I will set an intention. Yes, I will say this is what I want, But then I also understand it's a co-creative process with an intelligence that's greater than me. Um, One of the things that I can say that has strengthened my faith is, even though it's been in a lot of ways destabilizing to be in a whole new country with a whole new language, with a whole new culture, with not knowing anybody, even though that has happened, miraculously I've been taken care of, right? right? sometimes someone call and just be like randomly oh I just felt like I should send you some money or Mm -hmm. meet somebody on the road who introduced me to a spiritual practice that's like like secretly I was trying to find out more about and so I started to recognize that if I want to have success in this life in any way and what success looks like for me is just being the truest version of me then I'm going to have to go inward. And I'm going to have to be having that consistent conversation between me and God, divine universe, because God knows me. God knows who I am. God knows the whole world. And if I'm in conversation with God, then I'm going to be on the path towards what I truly, truly desire. So it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing because challenges are there. But when I prioritize ritual, when I prioritize spiritual practice when I prioritize um, being true to myself as much as possible even if it is in opposition to people and places I love when I move with this steady stillness I find that things flow in a, yes. in a beautiful, magical way yes um, And and that's the only way this life is going to (laughs) work. Right.
0: And I I mean, that's important because, you know, when I think about creating a life of AK, oftentimes not only are you walking on faith and doing something that may be unconventional, but, you know, you were talking about because you're doing this during the pandemic. And so the pandemic was something that none of us, nobody um, had a clear understanding of and you had no way of being able to prepare for however um you seem to have created a space despite some of the challenges you talk about authenticity and you talk about living an authentic life and how to create space for that how did you actually deal with the fear
1: you know it's my goodness, it's really, it's, I'm going to give you an, a, a moment because you say that and I'm remembering a specific moment in Mexico where I started to see it as less scary and more joyful, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I flip between the two, don't get me wrong, you know, who doesn't miss the familiarity of everything that they had used to define themselves? Um, even just the idea of what your future looks like was something that you use as safety, you know? Uh, But I remember, so I arrived in Mexico, I actually had come to Mexico with a partner, which it was kind of disastrous from the get go didn't work. So I'm here, heartbroken on many levels alone, not knowing the language, all of that sort of stuff. But my birthday was coming up and I decided I'm going to do something. So I decided I'm going to jump on a bus, um, you know, like six, seven hours to the forest and go glamping. I found (laughs) a glamping site on Airbnb. And on my way, on this bus alone, I was crying because I was sad, because I was hurt, because I was confused, because I was alone. But a thought came to me and the thought said, I'm no longer connected to my country. So Jamaica no longer defines me. I'm no longer com- connected to my family, so my family no longer defines me. Mm. I'm no longer com- connected to my job or even what I studied. I studied architecture, so that doesn't define me. I'm no longer connected to my partner, so that doesn't define me. I'm not even connected to the language of this land. Oh my goodness, this is the most free I have ever been in my life. All right, okay. Like that was what came off in my head and I cried from for joy. You know, I think on a subconscious so level, we are all seeking freedom to be our most authentic selves. And we don't often realize how the patterns of just seeing what your mom and dad does or seeing how things are normally done in your hometown or what your friends are doing, we don't realize how that kind of limits us in a sense, right? I believe our souls are so expansive. It came to experience whatever it wanted to experience, but then we get plopped into this specific context And we can barely, maybe sometimes we see a little past the context, but we don't really allow our our minds to go beyond, right? Right. And so it was very clear to me that being disconnected from all of that, even though it felt unfamiliar, was what was going to give me the opportunity to really figure out what are the edges or expanses of my soul, of myself, of my individuality. Okay. And that is a fascinating journey in and of of itself, you know? Right. So for me, that thing of, of authenticity, especially when juxtaposed to leaving, letting go, yes, I feel the grief. I still feel grief. I still miss my family. I still feel all of that. And at the same time, I feel the absolute joy and excitement, you know, and it's, it's an interesting dichotomy. It's really, really is. But I can tell you it's worth it. Right. It's, it's worth it. It surely is. It's for the brave hearted. Don't get me wrong. It really is for the brave hearted. You would know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's worth it.
0: Yes. And when I think about just, you know, being free, you know, you're talking about all the things that you realize that in that moment darn, I'm no longer connected to this. I'm no longer connected to that. And for me, it just seems like, not only like you're talking about the freedom of that, but now I can design exactly what I want because I don't have the constraints of, other people's stuff. I don't have the constraints of what I thought. I don't have constraints because it's almost like, you know, I'm letting go of everything that was in my mind and all the things that bounds me. And what's that? That's freedom, right? And freedom is the total opposite of being bound. Um, And and yes, that's scary. Um, But it's also refreshing to know that now I have a clean slate and I can kind of color however I want because there are no boundaries right at that point it's just like a piece of paper that's just totally white you just now have the ability to put whatever colors you want on you can create lines or not you know you can just start drawing and so that's the blessing of being able to understand freedom but that it like you said it's not for the faint of heart those who um, are too afi- afraid to do that, get stuck. So talk to my listeners a little bit about what you define as conscious creation and why is that important for people who are trying to have a life where they're redefining themselves and moving forward doing something that may be scary for the very first time, but will create more space for authenticity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so to define conscious creation, I have to go a little bit to talk about my ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a highly spiritual person. I grew up in a Christian space, though I found that restrictive in some ways. Uh, the biblical text still speaks to me on a okay. poetic, emotional, spiritual level. And I think about, you know, how the Bible talks about the fact that we are made in the image and likeness of God. All right. And the way I describe that is if we think about what God is, what is God but a creator, right? Like at the essence, God is the creator. That's what we're told, you know, the universe, whatever it's, it's all creation. So if I'm made in the image and likeness of God, I too am a creator. And, and that yes. is, that is really at the core. So I really, truly, honestly believe that whether or not we are aware of it, our lives are our creation. Mm-hmm. Some of it is automatic and unconscious because we've just been doing it since we were born because it's just what we saw, we just follow. So conscious creation for me is one, recognizing that at the least I'm a co-creator. Maybe I'm not creating the whole universe if that's too hard for you to believe, but at the least I am working in tandem with the universe to create my reality. Um, So starting off with that and then with that awareness, being able to say, okay, so if I do have that power, how do I want to create? Mm, okay. What reality do I desire to create? And I see conscious creation as happening in four steps. The first step is really just acknowledging where you are. Acknowledging whether it's satisfactory or dissatisfactory. Simple. Are you happy about it or are you sad about it? Usually if we're happy about something, there's nothing to change. It's good. Keep doing what you're doing. All right. Often when we're dissatisfied about something, we will use that to keep us stuck, right? We'll be like, oh my God, I don't have no money, or oh my God, you know, stress with this, and my friend's always doing this, and all of this drama, we'd, we'd like, we'd stay there. And for me, as a conscious creator, I don't get stuck in, in negative, negative emotions, and I don't see emotions as negative. I see emotions as information, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um my soul incarnated to play and when i feel something that feels quote unquote negative it just means that my soul is not currently playing the way it wants to play and so that's just information right right so you start out with deciding if what you're currently experiencing is satisfactory or dissatisfactory if it's dissatisfactory you give thanks for that information because it's going to move you to the next step which is having clarity about what would be satisfactory so If I know that, this is a simple example, living in Kingston, Jamaica, is just too damn hot, right? (laughs) I know that living in a colder place is what's going to make me satisfied. Isn't that wonderful information to have? Because then now as a conscious creator, having that clarity, which is step two, you can move into step three, which is starting to organize towards that thing, calling that thing in towards you. And this is where I believe faith works, but it's faith with action, right? It's faith with moving forward and that's step four the the action the commitment so you start with analyzing where you are you move to getting clarity on what you want you move to drawing it into yourself through whatever creation practices you believe in and then you move to committing to it with action and the cycle continues because you will start to see If whatever you created is actually satisfactory or not, and then you'll get to tweak it. You'll say, you know what, the next time that I have a job, yes, I really appreciate it as it paid me that much, but honestly, the working hours were too much. So now I want to create a job that pays me just as much with half as much working hours. And you Mm -hmm. believe that's possible, and you go after it. You know, like so. It's it's that thing. It's it's playing with life and and understanding that there is actually a flexibility to life. We are not victims of life we are creating life right we are influencing what life is for ourselves we are empowered to do that and that's what conscious creation is is about um and how i how i view it
0: yes i love that i love it i love that you came here and you were reincarnated to play that's amazing i I have to now think about what was i (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was my task to, because we all have, you know, I really believe that before we come into the world, we make these agreements and yes. you know exactly what your assignment is. It's just that the things in life, um, the people that you came into this world to have an assignment with, sometimes they're not clear on their assignment or yes, tend to forget some of the I guess some of the rules and regulations yep. <laughs> that, and some of that superimposed by the people that we love and that have um, agreed to help usher. You know, I have a two-year-old son and I tell people all the time, like as his mother, and I, I'm glad that I had him much later in life, but as his mother, my role is just to help him administrate through this life. Right. Like I'm here to just kind of be the usher and it's like being right. in church, the usher takes you to your seat, but right. I'm not required to, um, dictate how he's perceiving things. I'm just exactly. here to kind of just be the conduit, you know, I'm working with him. And when I think about like that role, it's very important because even if he looks to me for validation or looks to me for the answer, I'm not to give him my answer. I'm just supposed to help facilitate him getting his answer. Um, And so when you understand that you are consciously creating a life that you desire, you can have any type of life that you want, then you can be more purposeful. Because Mm -hmm. conscious creating, when I think about how you just described it is really manifesting the desired yes. dream that you want. And yes. oftentimes people aren't able to do that because they are stuck. And I'm not going to go bashing religion, but oftentimes religion is founded in yes. rigidness and fear tactics, and yes. telling you that this God that you serve is. Demanding yeah, that you live a
1: certain way, which puts you, pushes pushes you into something box. About that. Yes, I I mean, thank you for what you shared about even your relationship with your son, because it's very refreshing. Um, and that's exactly was my challenge with my family why I had to separate, because I don't believe my parents hold that belief that you just are ushering this child in the world and the world the child is doing you know it's their experience. Mm-hmm. Because of the religious upbringing and because of how strong this religious tight hold especially is in Jamaica, there's this idea that you have to dictate exactly how the person is living. And if they're living in a way that you don't agree with, you have to shun them. Right. And I feel like from a personal level, from the pain of experiencing that, that is one of the most dangerous things you can do to a child. Because again, I really do believe Okay, forget even, you know, the the mother-father thing. I believe each soul came here with a contract with God, right? And only God or, and that soul knows what their contract is. So for you as a parent, who is the guiding voice, who is the child's God at that point in their life, right? You are the person they look up to. For you to be shunning them and shaming them for just their very existence is absolutely dangerous and you know for me as heartbreaking as it is that's why I could and still do feel confident in my choice to not have a relationship with my family because the most important thing the treasure of my life is my soul and my soul doing what it came here to do and so if I have voices in my life who are bringing in shame and fear and guilt and aggression and pain, that is not healthy for me. Right. Um, And so when you come back to conscious creation, you know, the thing that I love to challenge my retreat guests and my coaching clients, because I do also do intuitive coaching as well, is to, I know that we have this idea that blood is everything, or that your home country is everything, or, you know, you should be loyal to your spouse, or you should be loyal to your friends but I really want to challenge people to be loyal to their own souls first. Yes, say
0: that one more time.
1: (laughs) Yes, be loyal to your soul's mission and be able to love yourself with such fierceness that you are able to say no to whatever is not healthy for your soul, right? And when you are brave enough to do that, of course, you're gonna have to deal with the grief of, Broken dreams or broken promises, but my goodness, there is a glory on the other side. There's a, and again, it's funny because again, I can see religion from a m- more point pure point of view. Right. And there is a, a verse that says, I count it all rubbish that I may know Christ, right? And it's talking about the fact that they're willing to give up and lay down what they thought their life was, that they can know what i call christ consciousness which is the consciousness of yourself as a spark of god itself right like i believe our souls are a spark of god itself we're all god Um, and so i am willing to count everything that i thought used to define me as garbage to put it aside to let it down to put it down so that i can know myself as god if you don't know yourself as God, as this creator, as this co-creator, then you will forever be a victim of life and you won't be able to be creating a life that is, is beautiful and magical and fun and powerful for you. Right, and that's important
0: because that's really why we came here. It's not to be in bondage, it's not to be fearful, it's not to um, play small. I have always been accused of thinking I'm too much. I may be showing up as my authentic self and that makes you fearful because you don't have the courage to do the same. Right. And you have to find your own courage and we have to stop telling young people that their voice is too big, that yes. they're shiny, too bright, Um. It's because Life is not about dimming your light so that someone else can then feel like they are able to shine. It's really about being your own star, your own illumination of what life means to you. Every star in the sky at night has their own shine. And one is not looking at the other saying, oh, you're too bright. (laughs) No, they're just shining. And we have to just really Um, embody our young people to feel and have the ability and the space to show up authentically. I I thank you for this conversation because it's, um, I think it's something that the listeners will be able to gravitate to and find their own ability to live authentically. Before we leave, I always want my people to tell the listeners something they can take away from this conversation. So what advice would you give someone that wants to redefine their life and begin creating a life of AK?
1: Wow. Um, you know, whew. okay, let's try to <laughs> distill that. Oh my God, to just <laughs> distill that into a biteable uh, takeaway, a bite-sized takeaway. I would say silence stillness mm-hmm. um making space in your life to not be distracted um to not be consuming to not be even creating making space for silence uh the reason i think that's important is because i think that's when your soul can speak right that's mm-hmm. when your soul can speak to you that's when you can hear your soul Um, if you're always consuming you're hearing other people's voices you're hearing the voices of other people so if you're always creating you're only creating from what you already know Mm. when you give yourself space to be still which for me I find the best time is in the morning just cup of tea sit down and just very quietly sit with that tea journal if you have to whatever it is, but when you give yourself time to kind of suspend your mind from activity, then you have the opportunity to get to know the voice that only you can really know and understand. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I would say, give yourself space in your life to, to, to be still. And that's exactly what I try to do on my retreats, to give you space to reflect. That's why it's called soul mirror, right? It's <laughs> yes. It's space it's Time to, still to reflect. Yeah. and to reflect on just who you are. Yes. Um, and then from that point, your soul will tell you where to go. I can't tell you where to go. Right. I can only tell you to shut up and listen, <laughs> right? Mm. Like,
0: yeah. But I can't
1: tell you where to go. Your soul will look at you.
0: I love that. That's amazing. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Tell us, Sharice, how we can get in contact with you. How can my listeners reach out to you?
1: Thank you. So much. it's really been <laughs> awesome as well. So you can reach out to me on my website, soulmirrorwellness.com. There you'll find information on my retreats and my intuitive services. And you can get in contact with me there. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, Sharice Lavon. And I'm on Instagram at space to reflect. But if nothing else sticks, soulmirrorwellness.com. It has links to everything, Um, and I'd be happy to to be in contact. Even if you just want to have conversation, you know, whatever it is, reach out. um, Let's chat.
0: Yes, thank you, Cherise Lavon, for having a conversation with me today. Um, I am your host, Cha Jones. If you like this show, please subscribe, share, and donate to help keep it going. Until next time, remember, you have one life. Take time. She She talked about it today. Take time, clear that space, and then create some freedom. It's been real. Until next time. You have been listening to Life's of AK podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Every day you have a choice. So choose yourself and never allow your circumstances to dictate the life you live. Whatever you don't like, you can change. Remember, nothing happens overnight. But know that when you set goals and take inspired action, whatever you desire can come in perfect timing. Never give up on creating the life you deserve. Don't anticipate your next vacation when you could be living a whole life on vacation. Until next time, I'm your host, Cha Jones. Please remember to like and share this podcast so that others can be inspired. Peace.